Welcome back to another episode of Everyday Man of God Ministries. It is great to have you back on board. Thank you for taking the time to, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, tune in to this video. Ha, video, I always say that when I'm doing YouTube or uh, Rumble. But this podcast, and I am truly grateful for your time to listen to what I have to say. Tonight we're going to talk a little bit about revenge. I'm going to take a little sip of my water here. Thank you for your patience with that. Revenge. Unfortunately, in the world today, we have a lot of people focused on revenge. And we have them not only in the secular world, but the church buildings and the Christian world, the professing Christians against the actual biblical Christians and the Jews against the, you know, the Gentiles and the Catholics. It's all over the place. Revenge. But how do you truly find the right people who are not focused on revenge? You're not going to find them in most church buildings. And you're not going to find them very often in the secular world. See, look at the political climate that we are in at this moment in time. You can tell by just looking around that people want revenge. From the left to the right, everybody is focused on revenge. That is a huge thing. Now, revenge has always been around. It's nothing new. It's, it's as the Bible says, there's nothing new under the sun. But we have to really understand the climate we are in today is probably the worst level of revenge in a long time. And I was talking to not only my brother, but some other folks about the dangers of Trump winning again. Now the left will say, see, he, he, he's a conservative and he says Trump's evil. What I mean by that is I do believe Trump is going to usher in the alt-right. And not the alt-right as in the white supremacists or the KKK of the old days. Um, there'll be, a, there'll be a, a, a smattering of them around. But something much dangerous. You're going to see the old Roman Catholic Church. You're going to see the far right Roman Catholic Church. The ones that had no problems with persecuting and killing everyone and anyone who did not become like them. To convert. That's the danger. You see, right now you have a left against the right. The unvaccinated, I'm sorry, the vaccinated against the unvaccinated. Well, what's going to happen is not, oh, America will be restored when we start winning back seats in the Republican Party. No, no. It's then going to flip. Yes, it's going to flip. It's going to become the unvaccinated versus the vaccinated. It's no longer going to be the vaccinated people persecuting the unvaccinated. It's now going to be the unvaccinated persecuting the vaccinated. You have two locomotive trains, and they are on the same track, and they are barreling down, and it's going to become a major political collision, which there will be a very big fallout. And there, are going to be, there is going to be a lot of collateral damage. Why? Why? All this. There'll be death and destruction from this. 
Not the last death and destruction, but there will be a lot of death and destruction. Look at all the destruction over the summertime with the uh, Black Lives Matter and the Antifa crowd and so forth and so on. Why? Revenge. I hate to put it so simple, but it's going to be revenge. Now, is every unvaccinated person going to persecute vaccinated? No. Is every vaccinated person now persecuting the unvaccinated? No. But the people in charge, the government, and no, this government was not put into God. Government was created by God, but this government is not by God. See, see what I'm saying? So, again, let me repeat that for a second. This government is not from God, but government was created by God. I've had this argument with uh, my father, who is a uh, a Christian. He is a um, he's a Pentecost Pentecost. He's a Pentecostal Christian. There are things we agree on, like pre-trib and stuff like that, uh, the rapture. But there are things we disagree on. He thinks Trump's going to rise from the ashes, and he's going to. He's going to restore order. God has chosen them, him to restore order to America. And America is going to be a beautiful, great nation again. I don't personally believe that. I may, I, you know, I think there'll be a brief time. But a lot of this from both sides is to distract you from one thing. The devil's got you twisted and convinced. He's got you all mixed up. And you are not focused on the Bible. So one of the first things I want to talk about with revenge, because revenge is a powerful, powerful thing, and it's destroying a lot of folks. Let's go to Romans, chapter 12, in the King James Bible, as always. Uh, chapter 12, verse 17. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. What does recompense mean? Payback. So we're not to pay back evil for evil. So someone does evil to you, we don't give it back. And what's the old, um, oh, what is that saying? Tit for tat. That's not biblical. Not you know what else is not biblical? Speaking of biblical phrases, um, what is the one I'm looking for there? Um, oh, Benjamin Franklin said it. Now I've lost it. I, I guess it's late in the evening. I can't remember what it is. Oh, God helps those who help themselves. Christians literally use this line. They literally use it. Literally, I sound like a teenager. They use this phrase as if it's biblical. You will not find that anywhere in the Bible. It is from Benjamin Franklin. And I'll question his uh, saved soul. Yeah, I don't think so. So where were we? The end of verse uh, 17. Verse 18. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. What does that mean? So if it be possible, as much as it depends on you, as it's it's your thing, it depends on you, live peaceably with all men, which means not all men 
are going to try to live peaceably with you. They're not going to, your neighbor is not going to always be the nicest neighbor in town. You've got to do the best you can. Now, there can, are you perfect? No. It doesn't mean, well, he's a jerk. I got full range. I can cut his tires. You know what I mean? Okay, that's extreme. Verse 19. Dearly beloved, avenge not, I'm sorry, avenge, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. So, so as far as anger goes, you shouldn't even have it. You shouldn't have it. You, you, there's no need for you to go and try to create vengeance, or create vengeance, or, or commit that situation as it be. The Lord's got this. If you trust the Lord, you give everything to the Lord, He has you. Now, I know it's going to be tough. I know that anger can happen, and, and you just want to, oh, I want to get back at him so bad. I get it. Please. Like, I haven't been that there before in my entire life. I'm pushing 50 here. All right, now i just tell you how old I am. So you don't think I've been in a situation working on a dock somewhere where I used to do, or working in a store setting, or another dock, or another dock, a warehouse, and I'm pretty much a forklift operator guy, a dock guy. It's always what I've been. Um, and I'm okay with them. I enjoy my, my job. Well, now I'm in a, in a different position. Um, that's why I've been off of the podcast for a little bit, and my videos have been almost nothing lately. But we can get that back and going. Now, again, I, I've gone off the road here, sidetracked myself. But it happens. Because we're human, it exists. Because we are human, it exists. We have to overcome it. Therefore, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. And here's this next verse, verse 21. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. What does that mean? It's pretty simple, right? I was explaining this. Actually, this was part of a little bit of this was part of my study with the boys tonight. Um, we talked about revenge and and getting back at people and how ridiculous it is. <coughs> Excuse me. No, that's not a COVID cough. That's just me needing water. Actually, I had a little bit of popcorn earlier in the night. Now it's kind of stuck. I shouldn't have done that. Excuse me as I drink my water. But you have to conquer that evil, I told them. Don't let that conquer you, because people will come at you like crazy. I tell tell people, you, need, you know, if you really want revenge, and I, and I tell, I know that sounds sound weird in the sentence, but be nice to people. It really drives people crazy when they can't anger you. It angers them, which is amazingly funny. It's humorous to me. I know someone's going to say you, you shouldn't find humor in that. Well. Well, I do. I, I think it's amazing that you can make someone angry by not being angry. Think about that for a moment. Because all they want to do is make you angry. In fact, your anger is what makes them happy. So if you take that away, they don't have that happiness on your head. They 
have anger, now it turns itself on themselves. They're either going to leave you alone, or you could even put them in a situation where they're like, oh my goodness, this guy. This guy does not get mad. I don't get it. What's with this guy? And maybe at that point, they come to you and you ask you, they ask you, why don't you get angry? And you can tell them the truth. I'm saved. I got Jesus. God is my protector. God's got this. Whatever bad things that are going to befall me or come upon me or come near me, I will suffer the storm and I will get through with God's help. And those who persecuted me with the demonic spirits, well, their end is worse. And I think about that line, shall heap coals of fire on his head. That's what I think of. They're just, they're almost doing it themselves. They're piling on their, their eternal torment if they don't change their ways. Isn't that amazing? So think about that for a second. It angers people when you're not angry. So you have the power. God has given you the ability to not be angry with his help. I think that's absolutely amazing. All right, let's go over to James chapter 1. As you can hear, my papers are rustling in the background here. Chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. Again, we are in the King James Bible. So James chapter 1, verse 19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear and slow to speak, slow to wrath. I'm going to read that sentence because I personally added the word and, and I don't like when I do things like that. And I want to catch myself because I want to read word by word. So let's repeat that verse 19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. We talked about that a little while ago, didn't we? We talked about the wrath, the anger. Allowing that to happen. You want to get revenge, revenge, you're angry. And what's going on around us today? People are angry. They're looking for someone to take it out on or someone to get back at. And that's both sides. Again, you have the left and you have the right. And they are coming at one another. Barreling down on each other like locomotive trains. And they are going to crash. And it is going to be, like I said earlier, a, a devastating fallout of collateral damage. And who will suffer this collateral damage? If you think it's those in the higher levels of the political realm, you are mistaken. Maybe a couple, because they might have family members. But it's all of the people that they turned us against each other. It is all of us down here. In the everyday walk of life, 
it is us that will have to suffer. And not only will the secular world suffer, the Christians will suffer. Those biblical Bible-believing people will suffer because they'll be attacked. But there'll be few that will uh, actually die. They will be martyrs. There will also be few who escape the wrath. God has a plan. God has a plan. And it's not for all of us to praise Donald Trump. It certainly is not to praise Joe Biden. He's been an evil man for 40 years. But again, I've spoken before. A lot of people say Trump, Trump, Trump. A lot of Christians say Trump, Trump. And we'll go over the names of those. People like Paula White, uh, what Greg Laurie, uh, uh, Tim Clinton, um... I think all the names, but there's many names. I got some. I have names written down, and we're going to talk about that in the future. He's looking for the Catholic vote, just so you know. He's looking for the Catholic Church to back him on this one. Why is he looking for more Catholics to back him on the next election? Because to bring in the far right, not to just every day like, oh, I'm a Catholic, and that's how I've always been. I go three, four times a year. No, we're talking hardcore. And those hardcore people are not even from this country. Think about that for a second. These are people from places like Czechoslovakia, Poland. Uh, Far-right people are coming. And they will develop here in this country. Think about that for a second. Donald Trump, the man who created the vaccines that you praised, for a vaccine we don't need, for those who are not sick... He was praised for this vaccine, and you're against Joe Biden for it. They're both the same guy when it comes to that. Think about that. And just on a side note, that vaccine, that virus, that was before Trump, too. So let's not get uh, fooled. Why do I know that? Let me take a dramatic pause and drink my water. I was listening to a commercial the other day. I was preparing for a podcast. And when I say the other day, we're talking about a couple weeks ago. There was, and I was listening to my uh, Maranatha music on the background on the uh, Spotify. And even then, secular commercials come on. But there was a Hartford Healthcare. Think about that. It was a Hartford Healthcare uh, commercial. And there was one of those types goes, hey, doctor, you know. Uh, my parents say it's not good to get the vaccine. Can you tell me if the va- Well, actually, yes. Uh, you know, I want all type of crazy things like there's a conversation because this vaccine that helped them beat COVID has 10 years worth of experience. I'm like, wait a minute. Hold on a second. So either that Hartford Healthcare doctor just lied or he accidentally told the truth. 10 years this has been in the works. 10 years. And I'll argue that it might have been longer, but 10 years, right there. I was stunned. I just stared at the screen, and, and nobody was around at the time. My wife was upstairs, and I'm like, did anybody? I'm like, oh, my goodness. I just, this is crazy. I just heard them say 10 years. Amazing. And it's still out there, but it's still on Spotify. So if you ever catch it, you know, I don't know if you'll catch it in your area if you're not from Connecticut. Yes, I'm from Connecticut. But we have a lot of problems coming. And they can be overcome. Absolutely, 100%. 
You just have to stick with the Lord. That's really, really that simple, in my opinion. God doesn't let us down. Are we going to go through some things? Well, of course. I'm not sure whoever promised or whoever said that God promised an easy life, that nothing bad will ever happen, will never experience any, any sort of trials or anything. Um, no, no, I really don't believe that's ever happened or ever will. People deal with issues. I want to read this, Romans chapter 14, I'm sorry, Romans chapter 13, verse 4. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil, which is a servant of God. Are there people in the world dividing, not only in the media, but in the lovely beautiful mega churches and we do focus on that a lot don't we we always focus on the mega churches all oh, those mega churches all oh, those joe Olsteins and the rick warrens and the benny hins and the kenneth copelands and the jesse duplantis's and the crispin uh crispin uh what is his name uh, uh creflo uh, dollar and uh, all these obvious prosperity gospels and they don't give a darn about you you can die tomorrow, they don't care, as long as they still got their money. As long as your bank account doesn't affect their bank account, they're fine as can be. They'll sell more books, they'll sell more pamphlets, or whatever they sell, DVDs, CDs, or just a chance to say hello to them. They have propped themselves up like pagan gods. And a lot of people bow down to them. Ah, the pagan gods of the Constantine era. Oh, wait, Constantine was the reason we have Christianity. Don't get that twisted. Don't get that twisted. Remember, he was persecuting before, and he persecuted after. But he allowed it to happen. That's a deeper discussion at a much later time. But understand that those were all pagan gods. They're modern pagan gods. They're evil as all can be. And they are creating disunity. They are creating hate. Wait, what? Did they talk about loving yourself now? And Oh, yeah, loving yourself now, not your neighbor, though, right? Or love your neighbor no matter what. I know that guy's a pedophile and da-da-da, but we're going to forgive him. He's a great guy. Why? Because he just donated last week? Show me in the Bible... about wrath when it when and we just talked about wrath and I'm gonna I'm gonna add to that show me the Bible where it tells me that I should never be angry see that gets twisted too you can have a righteous anger but not an unrighteous anger you know there are a lot of things in the Bible that don't say what people think they say. For the love of money, or I should say, I'm sorry, let me rephrase. Money is the root of all evil. That's not the verse. For the love of money. And we all need some sort of, some form of money. 
And we can get into the whole history of the word money and what money really was. And it wasn't really paper. It was gold. It was silver. It was nickel. Uh, it was copper. It was, uh, uh, um, oh, I forget. There's another one. I can't remember. But, you know, there were beads. There were all sorts of things that were considered a form of currency that we call money. And they were just simple things to get by and get what you need and just move along. Even trading would be considered money for it was a currency. Your cattle was a form of currency. But again, that's another discussion that could be had later time. But all these things that are happening in the world today, it's revenge. All decision-making at the higher levels is about revenge. Donald Trump made decisions, whether they're good or bad, he made a lot of them on revenge against the people that we, the people, he, he seems to think we hated. And which, for most of us, yeah, he was right. There were other things he did was pretty bad. And then Biden, what did he do? He goes in and he changes everything. Why? Because he wanted revenge. At what point do you think any decisions were made for you? You see what I'm saying? At what point do, let me ask you, or maybe there's a reporter out there that could ask Joe Biden or even Donald Trump, are you willing to die for me? Are you willing to be crucified for me? No. No, you're not. And you won't. But one did. You see, so revenge for what? Because you passed a bill I didn't like. You made tranny bathrooms. Here's the thing. My kids don't even go to a school, a public school. They're homeschooled. So that doesn't affect me. It affects a lot of parents. And to those parents, I say to you who are yelling and screaming, unmask our kids, get critical race theory out of the schools, get your children out of the schools. Now, I... with, With me saying that, I recognize that there are some states that can't pull that off. Well... I'm sure some states will love to have you, if you're a person who can contribute, to their state. They would love to have you there in their state to, to, to homeschool your own children. You could shut down a lot of school buildings, couldn't you? Where would they be? Leave those states that don't like homeschooling, or you, and go to those who do. Now, even then, at some point, you're going to face other issues. But there's always going to be other issues. Once you conquer one, there'll be another one. Once you conquer that, there'll be another one. But don't get revenge on it. Turn to God. For all things are perfect with Him. For all things can be seen through. You don't need the secular world. You don't. Because what has it done for you? Made you hate somebody. Made you hate other people who you think are stopping you from loving who you are. You see what that is? So you want to love, but you hate those who don't like your love. So we have, again, this whole little hamster wheel, this whole vicious cycle. So at the end of this podcast, I want to encourage you 
not to repent of your sins and come to Jesus. No, no, no. Come to Jesus and repent of your sins. There is nothing. I'm telling you. There is almost nothing that cannot be forgiven. There is what I like to say, and I used to write this on a whiteboard when I was working in the school system a long, long time ago. You can never fall too far that God cannot reach out. But here's the thing. You have to reach out first. Now, I don't mean this big hand's going to come out of the sky. You have to reach out. Remember when Jesus walked upon the water? Peter walked across. And then he looked down and he fell in. He had no faith. At that moment, he lost his faith. And Jesus reached down and he pulled him up. That can be you. Reach your hand up. Jesus will take it. I don't mean just believe in Jesus and you're saved. You need to turn from all things after you get saved. That's right. I said that. Some people say that you have to turn from all of your stuff and then get saved. Well, if you could turn from all things yourself, would you need to be saved? No, you need Jesus' help. You need to be saved. He needs to save you. You need to ask him to save you so you can have his help to turn from all those things. I'm going to close tonight and tell you revenge is not worth it. It does no good. It'll always create more harm than good. That's just a fact. Thank you for tuning in tonight. I appreciate you taking the time as always. God bless. Good night.